Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine, with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is an occupational therapist, massage therapist, educator, and the author of two books, Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living and Pain-Free Sitting, Standing, and Walking, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. Our question is from Maureen in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she writes in, Hello, I wanted to tell you that I am greatly enjoying your podcasts. Keep them coming. I especially enjoyed the podcast on using imagery. I noticed that when I am lying down with my knees bent, I had the urge to rotate my legs out to the sides, as in the exercise lateral hip rotation. They are kind of creaky feeling. They click a bit when I move them. What exactly is that about? I've been doing the exercises from your book, the Thomas Hanna book, and a Martha Peterson book, but I can't seem to get my hips, although I think it may be my inner thighs too, relaxed. So can't get the hips, maybe the inner thighs also can't seem to relax. What do you suggest? And thank you, from Maureen. Okay. Well, I've noticed most people when they uh, are lying down on their backs, their legs out straight, their, their knees and their feet are not pointing straight up toward the ceiling if they're relaxed. So, knees and knees up are not pointing up towards the ceiling. And you said feet too? Do you mean feet towards the wall in front of them? No, I guess what I mean, I mean, I say it this way, when, when someone's lying on their back, their legs straight, their feet are turned out. Okay, I see. So legs are also just flush on the, on the ground. Knees not up in the air. Right. Okay, right. got it. Just, just, I'm just, just generally saying that that's not, I don't see that as pathological okay. or a big problem. I don't see that as, as a big problem. Um, so most people, when they're lying down, legs straight on the floor, their feet kind of go out to yeah. 2 o'clock-ish, 11 o'clock-ish. Right. I've o'clock-ish. read some, right, right. Uh, some people, I've read in, in the past uh, that uh, some people in this, world would say if the muscles were perfectly balanced and your feet would be pointing straight up huh i don't i don't i've only noticed that in a few individuals you know uh, and so i don't know i don't know if it really matters that's what i really think is it doesn't really it's not significant as far as i can tell I'm talking about if somebody relaxes their legs completely, will they still remain, will their feet still remain parallel if they're lying flat on their back with their legs straight? Uh, then, but, but, but what Maureen is talking about here is with her, uh, she's lying down with her knees bent and her feet flat, which is a typical position for a lot of the exercises, for a lot of exercises, mm-hmm. as well as what we, when we in the, podcast about uh, imagery, I think I suggested that that was a position for people to be in. She noticed that her knees wanted to go to the outside. The right knee to the right, the left knee to the left. Therefore, her legs did not stay parallel. 
and that's a pretty common um, occurrence and, and that is something that uh, idea shouldn't be that much work you know ideally or not even ideally it, it's not uh, if the leg muscles were reasonably relaxed and balanced someone could have their feet flat and their their knees would not go boing out to the right and the left mm -hmm. as if there was a rubber band pulling them each direction but it's it's so common that the person original person who started use that I know of who started using imagery for alignment um, Maple Todd who wrote The Thinking Body mm -hmm. and then uh, Lulu Swigart who wrote Human Movement Potential who's a student of Mabel Todd's and mm -hmm. these books were written in the 30s and 50s I think hmm. um, respectively but they suggested you take a some kind of a necktie or a belt and tie it around your knees when you're in that what they call the constructive rest position um, which I think they kind of coined that idea in a term you tie the, the belt around so that the legs uh, remain parallel so so you wouldn't squish your knees together and your feet together and you know put some super glue in the middle you would you would have some space in between the knees like an inch or two or three or four or five or six just or seven. oh like like the width of a yoga block just so, so that your legs are parallel uh, your knee you know all the way down not not uh, and so then your the outer edges of your knees would be resting on the the belt loop or the necktie or right or whatever you find right so the idea is that in that position you can really relax your legs that's the point you can relax your legs there uh, but but still they're in the aligned like position as if you were standing you know you could do another kind of uh, kind of constructive rest type position where you just throw your legs, your lower legs over a, a coffee table yes. or a couch or something, lie on your back, and then your legs can also relax because they're being supported by the coffee table. But this is one where you your feet are on the floor and your legs are still active enough to be standing, but you don't have to use muscles to hold them up because the belt is keeping them from flopping out to the side. And then in that position, uh, there are, you know, basically the idea is that if the, if the legs go to the outside, uh, there it means the muscles on the outside are pulling them out there. Mm -hmm. If they were going to the inside, it would mean that, like knock need, the knees were going to the inside more, with, that would mean that the muscles on the inside were pulling them because Maureen mentioned that she thinks that her inner thighs are um, well she said she can't get she can't seem to get her hips although she thinks it might be her inner thighs too to relax so you're saying it might not be an inner thigh issue it it's it, it might be both it, it, it's, it's hard to keep this simple it, it's a complicated there are a lot of possibilities a lot of variables rather than to just say just do this one thing and it'll all work out <laughs> yes Hmm. But Wouldn't that be to, nice? I'll attempt to do that. Uh, the, the, the muscles on the, on the, of the buttocks that laterally rotate the hips. The gluteus. Known as the lateral hip rotators. The gluteus minimus, medius, and maximus? Well, I'm uh, referring to a different group of muscles that are more inside. They're mm -hmm. sort of like the equivalent of a, whether they're like the rotator muscles, like their shoulder has rotator muscles. The, the piriformis and 
five others that uh, do, among other things, laterally or to turn out the, the hips, make the knees go to the outside. So like if you're looking at someone in ballet and they're doing a, a plie in first position where their, their knees are not pointing straight ahead but they're turned out, like the standard ballet position of bending, that, that uses the lateral hip rotator muscles to make the knees go to the outside. Mm -hmm. And if those are, are uh, tight or short, contracted, any of those things, then it will they'll, they'll tend to pull the legs to the, uh, the, the thighs to the outside. And would that even affect how the feet are, are tracking too? Yes, that's another. Yes, they would, <laughs> absolutely. Um, it, but yes, just as far as her hips go, the thing would be, now she's been doing a lot of, of different exercises, so I'm not sure why um, she's still having this issue, but uh, you know, she's probably done the standard piriformis kind of stretches and things, which are all potentially useful. Uh, they're useful if, if it's kind of a superficial sort of contracted piriformis muscle, which is one of the lateral hip rotator muscles. So, um, and then Maureen also mentions that she's been doing the lateral hip rotation exercise, which we can, um, do you know what, if you can go to Craig's YouTube channel and look that up, that lateral hip rotation is, I'm not sure what exercise number it is, it might be like a six or four. I'm not sure right off the bat. We will figure it out. It's and in the first book. Yes, right. it's the first book. It's also, you can see it, so you can see what we're talking about. Would you recommend that Maureen keep doing that? It seems like that would be a good one. Yes, yes, but there's probably what she needs to do is, uh, or some exercises that, that aren't in that book, because I just couldn't put every exercise. Would that be something on your new exercises. DVD? No, that's not really so much for that. Um, basically, exercises that, that engage the muscles on the inside of the thigh, I mean, the simplest thing, like to put a like to get in that same position and put a yoga block or a pillow between your knees and squeeze your knees together. Uh-huh. Uh, and keep squeezing and releasing, squeezing right, and releasing. Hold it for a few seconds and relax. Or you can, you can also, you know, you could squeeze your knees together. Well, there's one also in the first book where I have with person, your uh, yoga blocks between your knees and you slowly pick up your feet and put them back down while squeezing the block. I thought that was more of a... That is more of a core exercise. How did you know what I was going to say? I oh. read your mind. Okay. So <laughs> but that would also be good for... Well, that, that you have to use the inside of the thighs, right? And, and, and the reason I, I like that with the block there is because it, it keeps the legs aligned and it, and it gets you to not use the lateral hip muscles so much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, it's hard to answer this more specifically... Um, terms of what to do uh, but what I would say would be uh, muscles that activate the inside of the thigh now it's possible that when muscles are contract maybe she feels that they're, they're, they're tight on the inside of the thigh but that still might mean they're not fun they're not working and that's why I said it's gonna get complicated okay when muscle some muscles can be tensed but not actually functioning when you need them to 
So yeah. doing an exercise. So so what I'm talking about is an incredibly simple kind of concept. You just isolate them, like squeeze, put a yoga block between your knees or a pillow, squeeze your legs together, uh, hold for five to ten seconds, relax, and then repeat that a bunch of times. Some people still have their firecrackers left over from the Fourth of July. I guess they yeah. do. Um, one one more thing, um, and I think um, we could move on to the next question is um, sometimes I know that you can stay in constructive rest and instead of having your knees uh, hip distance apart, you can actually just push your, press your knees together. So your feet will still be hip distance apart, but your knees will be touching. And you're doing that by using your muscles to keep them nope, there? Nope, you're just kind of flopping them. This, no, there's no muscular effort whatsoever. Well, I bet when Maureen would try that, hers would do that. Oh. They probably, unless she put her feet really far away from each other, it, that's for some some people. It's this is her her concern would not be a concern for some people. It all depends on what's going on with their hip muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, she could potentially just get in that position, just try to hold them there. But that's. It's not a matter of needing to strengthen the inside. It's more a matter of using, uh, engaging the muscles on the inside to sense how to release the muscles on the outside. All right. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, actually what would help would be from the new book, the exercises, the last three exercises in the book, which have to do with walking that involve uh, using the, uh, rotating the whole pelvis. Oh yeah. Uh, as a whole, those, those would be um, helpful in, in a general way. I think to solve that particular issue of hers, it involves doing a number of different exercises that uh, correct the tension and the way that hip muscles are used. It's hard to just come up with one thing other than the squeezing the block between the knees thing. Uh, I mean, another thing you can do is, um, you know, you can lie on your stomach and squeeze your knee or bend your knees at 90 degrees and squeeze your lower legs together. Mm-hmm. Even without a block, just right, squeeze right. and then release. Right. Or, or well, and uh, so I'm just I'm saying this for Maureen's benefit in case she gets to hear this. But, but these aren't these aren't uh, I don't have these printed anywhere, but maybe she can figure these out. But if if, if uh, you're lying on your, uh, so if she lies on her back, let's say you're lying on your back with your knees bent at 90 degrees and your feet off the floor as if your legs, your lower legs were on top of a coffee table, mm-hmm. except they're not. Inverted. There's an invisible coffee table there. Yes. Right? So you're holding your legs up and then slowly straighten one of your knees while rotating it the whole leg to the inside it's not as easy as it sounds mm-hmm. so it'd be almost like a windshield wipering of one leg um like you're still you're still rolling that um in the ball and socket joint correct right so she's medially rotating me to the inside so it'd be like a mercedes kind of windshield wipe uh, right you know i think everybody knows what i mean uh, of that leg well if if it's the right well, both of her knees are bent. Yes. Her feet are off the floor. Yes. Both knees are bent at 90 degrees. Her hips are bent at 90 degrees. Yes. And then her left leg is going to stay the same. Correct. The right leg, she's going to simply uh, 
straighten the right knee. Oh, but, okay, but I see, she, I see. When she goes to do that normally, what's going to probably happen is that her right foot is going to turn out oh, as it is want to do. And her knee will probably, her right knee will move away from her left knee, okay. probably. So if she made the effort to actually turn, rotate the left leg immediately, that is to the inside, mm -hmm. while straightening the knee, uh, I, I would predict that would be a lot of work that would be hmm. hard to do or you know that would that would then she'd be using muscles on the, on the groin the inside of the uh, right leg in that case to rope you know that that would be a way to train the muscles to straight kind of to straighten out her legs that position is good for that okay that particular position um, it could even she could even do it with her both her legs actually over a coffee table her lower legs and just straight one knee and, and 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 rotate the leg and then bring it down and do it alternate and do it to the other and to do that many many times mm -hmm. like 30 times or so that's a lot 15 maybe on each side um, and so then just exploring uh, the rotation right mm -hmm. right right because mm -hmm. you know, that that turning should not come from the knee it should come from the hip you know the i guess i should say since i'm going on here but that when, when somebody has, like she's talking about her knees going out or the knees go in or out, it's, it's the hips that make, the hip muscles that make that happen. Mm -hmm. It's not really about the knees. And, and that's what she's saying, if your hips feel creaky right. or, Crick, or click. click. And uh, people ask that all the time, how come it clicks or whatever. And I, I, sometimes it's, uh, the, there are muscle tendons that are, there's so much tension, maybe the psoas or some of the muscles in the back. That's what it seems like. Is there's the click that there's some something's getting uh, the bone is somehow running over a tendon or mm -hmm. clicking, snapping it. Mm -hmm. uh, the creakiness is probably tension, mm. but tension that's deep. It must be deep inside if she's doing all these exercises from various sources and it's still uh, not relaxed. Mm. And then one last thing I'll say is I've seen a lot of people that describe that and that same kind of you know they'll say my hips are really tight and they do all kinds of stretches and things for their hips yeah i have right. uh, tried that they, myself. they do all kinds of things they say they still feel tight yes and that has to do you know there what there's oftentimes something about the way the person stands and walks stands that that that, the, that just to stand up unbeknownst to them there's tension in the hip muscles to keep their balance. You know, that they don't know that's happening. They just think they're just standing there and no one, you can't see it. But so the tension builds up just from standing and that's why simply trying to stretch it out isn't, isn't getting the job done. Could even be detrimental, I'm wondering. If they're overdoing it. Mm. Most people I see, it's not hurting them. They're just saying, well, I feel like I'm kind of wasting my time here. I do these stretches and they're not, yeah. they're not helping. It's not getting to the root. Right, right. Or they have to do, you know, an hour a day of stretches for their hips and that's not what they want to do. Right. And even still, it doesn't really solve it. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I was trying to get at with the, the whole second book that's what the aim is, is is how to stand without holding on to your hips 
to have your pelvis where it belongs without holding it there. And so for a lot of people, when they learn, when they can do that, then, then all of a sudden, when they go to try downward dog, all of a sudden they can do it really easily. Well, that's a bonus, right? Yes. And they wonder why. Mm. And it's all because of you and your book? Well, it's not because of me. <laughs> because I'm of trying them. to make a plug for the book. It's a, yes, it's because they, they, they've, they've sensed how to not grasp on to their hip muscles and, and, uh, when they're standing up. Yeah. They've sensed that they are grasping them, which they didn't know before, and then how to not do that. So it feels like their pelvis is, is balancing on top of their legs, not uh, welded on or mm. collapsed onto it. Mm. And for those of us with tight hips, we can't even imagine what that would feel like, but that was, at some point in time, that was our natural state. Right. So it's a matter of getting back to it. Yeah, if you watch little, like, toddlers, they're usually, when they're standing, they're, they're usually pretty wobbly. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, I mean, even when they stop wobbling overtly, they're not standing really still. No. They're kind of hovering there. They're, they, they're not really locking their hip muscles. So that's what we should do, stand like toddlers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically, yes. All right. So get the diapers out and um, stand like toddlers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Maureen, <laughs> I, I hope that was helpful. And if you need more clarification or if we have stirred up a whole bunch of new questions, feel free to contact us um, with more questions or um with any sort of tidings you might want to send our way. Thank you. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.